0: This podcast is protected under the laws of the United States and other countries. Unauthorized duplication, distribution, or exhibition may result in civil liability, criminal prosecution, and the wrath of the tall man. (laughs) Boy. Thank you for giving 90 for Chill, the podcast, a chance. And this is where I like to give my uh, context statements and trigger warnings. So this film we're going to discuss is The Sadness uh, from Taiwan. I do state my own Chinese politics, though, and my beliefs, so those could kind of offend you. Let's just say I'm on John Cena's side. Otherwise, I might offend you, at least from a knowledge standpoint. I do mispronounce the president of China's name. It's uh, Xi Jinping. I just called him Ping or Pu. I screw up. The greatest military commander, Alexander the Great. I screw up his name in this podcast, so let me apologize for that. I will also say that because of the audio quality from my guest's side, I may not have gotten rid of all the F-bombs, but I'm pretty certain I got rid of most of them. Nothing you will notice. And last last but not least, if you're a fan of the Second Amendment, I might not be a guy you want to take advice from. And we do discuss that in the podcast when it comes to combat so and self-defense. I have better self-defense mechanisms discussed in this podcast, and in the situation of the sadness, you go with what I say. Enough bollocks about the safety of the show, let's get on with it. Little Hans says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. and welcome to 90 for chill the podcast this is your host cool movies Darth is the handle that I'm always going to try to get over but if you want to listen to this podcast on a Amazon echo or Google Nest device just ask for podcasts by Russ Stevens or should I say play, pod- play Podcasts play podcast by Russ Stevens but if you want to follow what I'm watching you can always do that on letterbox my username is CM Darth And this week, Gregory Carl, or Gregory Gatham, Greg Gatham, however he wants to be called, uh, the former host of The Mud Show podcast, a wrestling podcast, has returned to discuss 2021's Canadian-directed, Taiwanese-filmed, and, again, we'll get into my politics during the show. But the movie is The Sadness, a viral outbreak movie where... This is kind of the perfect hybrid, I'd say, between 28 Days Later and David Cronenberg's The Shivers. So, it, it's still got so outrageous that, you know, the more you watch it, I think you can understand the satire of it. So, but, you know, I got to get you to watch it for the first time. And I don't know, a lot of time with podcasts, I usually don't listen to it unless I've seen the movie. So, wherever you stand, if you're looking to get your... Positive opinions reaffirmed. I think you're in the right spot. But otherwise, um, if you want to be on the show, I'm looking for a guest for our December 5th episode. Must be recorded before December 5th. So December 4th, the latest. Uh, Just send an email to rustthebus07 at gmail.com. That's russthebus 7 at gmail.com. Offer me a movie, a theme, a director, an actor. Preferably under 100 minutes long. But I can work with anything. You know, I give all my other plugs the rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast apps, five-star reviews preferably, talk trash on at CatBusRuss. Otherwise, if you want to stick around for some Christmassy bollocks, we're going to do that after uh, the conversation about the sadness is done. So basically cut the opening of my conversation with Greg and just threw it on the end. It's fun, I think. We're talking about kitties and Christmas. How can you dislike that? So on with the show.
1: And now, a feature presentation. Oh, for- mm, very well. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Get ourselves some snacks.
0: Let's get the movie started in my peripheral. Yeah, Righty, oh, this
1: is a wild one. I put off watching this movie for a while for but I just didn't feel like reading the movie. You know what I mean? I was kind of waiting to be in the mood.
0: Oh yeah. Yep. I understand that. And this is a, well, I think that's like funny thing about uh, like when you go to my letterbox, uh, CM Darth is the username. It's kind of like, all right, you got a lot more four five star stuff than you really have on the other end of things. And it's like, yeah, I know what I'm going to enjoy. So, <laughs> And I've actually kind of think, you know, trying to course correct. It's like I'm being a little too harsh on certain movies now. Like, yeah, it's not quite four out of five. I mean, I liked it, but yeah, I I don't think it gets that. But um, that'll be
1: that way about a lot of things. Like people get super hyped about things and like I I watch them and like, yeah, it's good. But I mean, why I don't it's not that awesome. Like the Mandalorian, (laughs) I felt that way about.
0: Uh well, okay. Um, um can't uh I'm a oh, hey
1: Dante, you wanna watch graphic violence? You wanna have school tomorrow?
0: Uh that I mean I don't wanna judge parenting, but this is like I mean um so the uh movie we are gonna st- discuss on this episode of Ninety for Chill the podcast oh. is the sadness directed by Rob Jabas. And um, this is like the. I guess you would say what uh, Shivers, if you've ever seen that David Cronenberg movie, uh, would be like if you really took it to the next level. Uh, What's
1: Cronenberg movie?
0: Shivers. Uh, I believe it was like his first horror movie. So we're talking all the way about seventy-five, ish. Um, It's about a, I don't want to say mad scientist, so maybe I have too much empathy towards science with that statement. Um, It's, but a uh, doctor in this uh, isolated apartment complex near Montreal, it's on an island, Um, has trying to make a cure for other diseases had created a parasite um, that basically turns off all uh, turns off all your restrictions and you're solely operating on inhibitions and for the most part it's all sexual stuff which really makes it creepy in that sense because you do have you do have families on this uh, apartment complex <laughs> and it's just about the story of the one guy last guy trying to survive on that I mean, it's uh as I say, it's very 1975, um, so very early Cronenberg. Uh, I really liked it, but
1: I'm gonna uh, check that movie out.
0: Yeah, uh, I imagine it's got to be on Tubi or Pluto. Uh, I mean, that's the biggest problem right now is there's so many movies like, oh yeah, that's a classic, I'll buy it, and then oh no, Shutter, you like you can't buy cheap horror anymore on iTunes because Shutter is gonna. Good chance Shudder's going to have it.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's no joke, man.
0: Yeah. Um, if it's not Shudder, then you can always go to Tubi or Pluto. Somebody's going to have it.
1: Oh, yeah, dude. Tubi has a surprisingly like good library of horror.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's got a surprisingly good library about everything. I think, well, I think the anime is a little lacking. Uh, that's like, I mean, but. As I say it's like Pluto and Tubi. they are um I mean if I wasn't somebody into wrestling news I'd probably be <laughs> uh off of YouTube and just having one of those channels running or shutter because I love their feed that they have. Yeah. Their feeds they have. Um very easy to fall and sit fall just sit and veg out to.
1: Really uh, good originals too. Yeah. You'd to see a bad one.
0: Um. Yeah, I, I can't really say I've really uh, explored Shutter enough. In all honesty, um, I'm actually kind of curious because I I believe you can get Shutter with AMC Plus if you subscribe to AMC Plus. They just give you Shutter. Um, and I mean, I'm not a big Walking Dead fan, so I mean, first uh, four seasons are solid, but it's like. Eh. Yeah, yeah, I'm
1: I'm currently doing the AMC Plus thing, but that's only because I think I wanted to watch. I think it was RoboCop, and I needed the subscription. that just kind of huh. uh, updated.
0: Yeah, well, let's see, Robo. Well, yeah, that's one of those weird ones where the rights always go all over the place with that one. I think technically Lionsgate is the one with it, so. Uh, and they don't have their own streaming service. Or I suppose you could say, well, they have epics, but I mean, I couldn't sell epics back when I was working for Mediacom. I, I don't know who can sell epics. Um, so that's uh so if you haven't picked up on it, that means you're not a common listener. So the guest tonight is Gregory Carl. And uh, you know, I can't fault him. He uh didn't have the nerve to watch the baby. Um <laughs> that just seemed a little too uh creepy for my uh taste but dude
1: it's a good movie
0: well as i we say we we good everybody's like i mean everybody's discovering the little girl who lived down the lane now so i mean you you got the, you, there's no reason to question your taste um it's
1: just again like eh, it's, a, it's a bizarre movie it, well it's, and, but it's good
0: uh, well, as I say again, it as you stated, it's about mood, and you said it took you a lot of time to watch the uh, sadness and for me uh, uh but not
1: because of content, oh well, because I, I mean, was lazy and didn't want to read
0: <laughs> oh, okay, so all right you're you're the guy talking to somebody who studied Mandarin for two years, so not to say I really picked up much of it i mean it's this is it does but it does bring me to a point so. I'm going to be clear I'm of the opinion that Taiwan is not a country. It's a territory of the people's republic of China. Um but you know again I digress it's they the the president poo in china is um gracious? That poo for president? no the the president of china is jing, uh jing jing, jing ping but he there's a lot of memes that go around the internet that compare him to winnie the pooh <laughs> and no no joke basically winnie the pooh has been outlawed in china because of this uh if you uh watch i think it's uh season 23 of south park where uh randy marsh tries to bring integrity weed over the china basically of course he immediately gets busted for marijuana and in asia all drugs are bad okay um so uh but he's able to cut a deal with disney and uh the chinese government to get out of china and even sell his weed to the Chinese. Uh, But he has to go and um, piano wire Winnie the Pooh.
1: Okay, I remember that. I watched that
0: one. Right. So, no, it's a real thing. Uh, Winnie the Pooh has been outlawed in the People's Republic of China because of similarities to uh, the President Peng. Hence why I call him President Pooh. I mean my 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 stand, my stance on communism is that it is the ideal form of government because you can't trust rich people and if it's operated properly nobody nobody gets hurt has it ever been operated properly no it's always been some guy wanting to get it's always been a group telling the people that oh the power is now yours and then it's like yeah, but I like power, so so we've always had dictators in China, but or dictators in all communist countries, it's just that so it it's unfair to call it communism, honestly. It's people, you know, selling the poor on something and then you know, it's it's no different than rich people selling the poor people on poor white trash on MAGA, so um, so that's why, that's why I'm not anti-China. It's just basically, cause it's all a money thing. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, but, um, yeah. So it it's funny with this movie because it is, uh, and as I said, the Mandarin's all right. Uh, but you can tell it was written by somebody who's definitely using Mandarin as second language, it's, uh, directed and written by a Canadian animator actually by the name of rob jabaz
1: yeah i heard this movie was shot pretty quick too
0: oh yeah uh this got released i think by the end of 2021 i didn't get to the states till 2022 um and it really does capture the vibe of like hey you know we're just fed up with pandemics so and this is what happens when you're fed up with pandemics (laughs) And It's not too far removed. I mean, we recently had the uh, an assassination attempt on the speaker of the house, so um, but I do find it interesting again. It being a Canadian, oh no, you
1: think so? That glass was in a funky spot, dude. I think her husband was having, that. Was having some kind of gay affair, <laughs> the dude tried to get out real quick.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, well. You Know, I think we've gone into enough politics. I mean, it's um, but no, but preparing for this movie and uh, basically preparing for the episode that'll drop on the uh, the 15th of the month, since this is going to be the 22nd of November, um, I've been watching a bunch of similar themed viral horror movies. Uh so I definitely recommend it's on Shudder, it's in English, Mayhem with Stephen Yuen and Samar Weaving.
1: I watched that. That movie's awesome. Yes. It's one of the first Shudder movies I watched, actually. Right?
0: Oh right. Well yeah. Um it, it goes back to when we <laughs> I can't were
1: thinking that movie, dude. I'm remembering it now as boss and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Smacking, coked up Smack boss.
0: Yes. Um yeah, <laughs> it's no, it, it's 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 allergies. Um <laughs> No, but it uh it's definitely it's the same kind of idea that um uh, of viruses um that as they described later in the movie, and I can talk about that in a bit, um that basically turn off all your decency or prevents you from or in the case of the movie Mayhem, it's basically now your it is totally in control. So you don't have your conscious or your subconscious telling you, yeah, maybe you shouldn't do that. So. And that's a, that's basically what this virus is. And it's really clever, the science behind this, because they basically said, look, the Alvin virus, which is the virus that's uh, shut that's been threatening to shut down Taiwan for a year.
1: Isn't it hilarious they named the virus after a chipmunk? Uh,
0: well, as they say, it was written by a Canadian. So um,
1: Dave Maiden
0: him... <laughs> is his name. Dave, the writer. Uh, no, it's uh, uh no, the name of the writer director is Rob Jabaz, who, as I say, is a uh, animator. Actually, was what he was doing before this movie, and I think uh, basically they shows one of his twisted cartoons in this movie. If you're uh. Remember the scene where the uh, neighbor finally he gets home after the first uh, breakout, which is coming up on my peripheral right now. He's just pulled up his little scooter to the fast food joint that's serving French fries at nine thirty in the morning. Um,
1: yeah, it was a cool little cartoon. Looked like Cuphead.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, French fries at nine a.m. Like. Eh. I I but there's a reason why there's potatoes. I mean, other potatoes, you know, hash browns or seasoned potatoes. I mean,
1: Wait, I, so we're in the we're in the same spot, right? He's pulling cool up to get breakfast. Is this always yeah, right. Granny, easy.
0: Granny comes up, and I'm sorry. I you see, this is this kind of describes what the movie is about and how not too unrealistic it is because I find fry. Friar humor, a uh, friar violence to be funny in all cases.
1: Yeah, so do I. Ever since uh, Toxic Avenger.
0: Well, you got Toxie, which, I mean, I, the first time I saw it was a uh, friar violence. Well, I guess you could say Family Guy when uh, Peter accidentally throws the entire French fry, uh, the Friar Nader, onto Lois um, back when he was uh, deemed retarded. Um, <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. I was
0: but then um yeah, so we're gonna have an old lady and you kinda and the makeup effects are great because when I'm seeing her her bare her bare, her bare feet walking into the uh walking into the restaurant, you can see like um like blood that's kind of collect, like gathering at her feet. If you know your zombie movies, that's how you like they usually discover why why somebody's a zombie it's like well no dead bodies aren't supposed to do that the blood's not supposed to well no living bodies aren't supposed to have blood pooling at their toes so yeah so granny stops into the restaurant demented smile looks like her jaw got jacked and it's an interesting virus i mean because Yep, and then here's the French fries. And then, like, again, it's, like, such a ridiculous concept. Like, I further get into it when she starts peeling away at the guy's face. Uh, But when it comes to the first fryer violence I'm familiar with, it would be Watchmen, actually.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was a good one, too.
0: Yeah, you're not... You don't get it. You're not locked in. I'm not locked in with you. She
1: punched her face and her teeth. Yes. Uh bits in that dude's face oh yeah as they say all around scary workers you scarier than most monsters yes and then and then like
0: again like the, 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 you can't really take the violence too oh. seriously yet because then she gets hit by the car and then they got the crazy guy in the car oh she just uh she that bitch just came out of nowhere <laughs> like you know
1: and The violence is pretty cartoony like even the blood like it's yes it is which which kind
0: of which which is good because i mean we haven't gotten to the really twisted stuff yet um so let's see covet inspired but like this movie and again with the the concept of it being uh based around a pandemic and stuff it's like um Another movie I watched in preparation was the original The Crazies by George Romero, 1973.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good one. I haven't seen that in a while. Yeah, well, We it's, made that a few years ago, didn't Yeah, there?
0: 2010, which I plan to get around to. Um, basically, more to justify watching the movie that was uh, four minutes too long for the podcast, The Crazies. Um, but, like, again, it it's really speaks to our times, which is a sad thing because like you have people um you know bringing up the fact you know oh you can you you can't make me vaccinate and then they're immediately pulling out guns on people and it's like uh the message that oh well i own a gun so my opinion is just as valid as a scientist and i'm going to prove it uh type attitude it's like yeah, it's shitty what the American Army did in the Crazies, crashing a accident. I mean, having a plane crash accidentally unleash a uh, anti. I mean, a viral weapon. But you got to keep in mind, you're in western you're you're in western Pennsylvania, far removed from freaking Pittsburgh, as far as I could tell. So you're not that smart. So you know think before you stop and really consider everything before you just grab your gun so never mind i'm just anti-second amendment so maybe no,
1: i mean really like imagine like we had an alvin like an alvin's real and it's in the united states oh gosh Imagine we... the gunfire oh the yeah gunfire we would never sleep
0: yeah <laughs> i mean it's it'd be worse i mean we'd probably be welcomed by the uh city official who gets a hold of the monologue and states all the men come to our to the city office where we will cut your dicks off and all the ladies will have we will fill it feed the dicks to the dogs and all you ladies we will have the dogs shag you i'm still still trying to go pg-13 so um I don't know. We'll go with this conversation. I had to finally give up on the concept that uh, oh, you know, we're all, you know, I'm gonna clean up every episode. Uh, my episode with the uh Ray and Ween from uh uh Boobs no, sorry. Booze, boobs, and blood. Good podcast. Um <laughs> you know, like uh, you know, I try to keep it clean, but deep down I'm somebody who likes who's trying his best to desensitize the C word, which we'll get to in this podcast as well. So it's like Oh, yeah, no, and they start those ladies start using that going off on their, um, you know, well, the west, the rest of the west gets to use the word, <laughs> so yeah, I just stuck the e sticker on that uh episode, um, so but, um, yeah, then you have uh, so yeah, we got the neighbor in there who just like I'm surprised it took him that long to cut off his fingers personally. Yeah, like, yeah. For know, sure. Why are you holding them like that? You could cut, you know, cut the fingers off and immediately stab.
1: Yeah. Uh, why didn't you kick him or something? Like he's just holding the blades like an idiot. He's yeah.
0: Like, kick
1: him off. You kick him away from you.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. You kick him away, then he might snap them. So I mean, you're still. He I don't snap think. Him
1: anyway. he, he smack and loses two fingers.
0: Yes, I I acknowledge that you're going to lose the fingers anyhow. I mean, it's like um as i was as i was well, talking
1: just holding the blade and you can grab something swinging at him
0: well and that brings me to the next point as he whacks him with a toaster um the toaster is a pretty versatile weapon when you really stop and think about it if you remember the movie suicide screen Sque- uh suicide que- uh kings
1: oh yeah 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 dude uh, man, you can swing that thing around like a mace do you grab it by the power cable
0: yep and that's what he does in this We're movie not- and 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 uh in um suicide kings it was basically after Dennis Leary's just trying to find some info on where Christopher Walken could be from uh waitress at the bar finds that
1: movie I like a lot I haven't thought I, about I really I
0: well. I do need to rewatch it um i think it was still a little too much in the pulp fi- uh of the pulp fiction everything's got to be like pulp fiction or um the usual suspects vein i mean yeah, christopher it
1: was definitely like that
0: Christopher Walken's great in it so I mean that tend I will actually go and say I think it's Jason Gadecki uh from um the Big Bang Theory is really good in it as well um, oh
1: yeah he is that he's like the uh little like scared dude yeah the scared uh, one yeah right. it's one of those group movies yeah, as a, it's a movie. it's
0: a fun it's a fun movie, but as they say, there's a scene where Dennis Leary goes in, ooh, and then there's 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 the curb stomp on the arm. Uh that's um so
1: Yeah, no, no for real though, like the this situation, like it's different from zombies, right? Because you know, yes. fast oh no, well they've got, like working brains and whatnot. So a gun's probably not gonna be like your best thing because they can use guns too.
0: Right, as he's trying to ski- scoot away on his scooter, and the cop does oh, take a man, shot at.
1: These for fun. I'm sorry, I watched most of this movie on my phone, actually. Oh, uh, Okay. I watched a bulk of it at work.
0: Ah, uh, well, um, that I don't know if that's a good. you um, I mean, I'm, I'm in it.
1: Cards, he'll be fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as I say, I don't know if they really need that kind of inspiration at that retailer.
1: I mean, I didn't, like, Bluetooth it to the TVs, the electric.
0: <laughs> no, I understand that. But an employee watching a movie about giving up all your uh, inhibitions and a place that has a website dedicated to photos of weird people.
1: <laughs> yeah, I forgot how they just stood there like that. That's creepy, too, where they just sit there they're all just stopped.
0: Yeah, like, trying to assess the situation. So really, this is more of like, um, I say shivers originally, but it's more like this is kind of like what you would think the Rage Virus would actually be from uh, the 28 uh, Days and Weeks series.
1: I heard this is really similar to a uh, manga called Cross.
0: That would not surprise me. Uh,
1: A lot of scenes are uh, really similar it's yeah. The only real difference is like if the virus and everything's the same, except that like they get like upside down crosses on their forehead.
0: Okay, yeah, there's yeah, it, it's fun. That's a fun thing with manga where they, um, like I really don't know what the uh effect of religion is in Japan truly, or at least Western religion, um. But I know they're, they might not be followers, but they're at least fans of the concepts. Like my favorite uh, anime is Neon Genesis Evangelion. So, and that's very heavy Christian overtones. I mean, I should say uh, Christian philosophical, because again, it's not really a Christian. No, I, I wouldn't really show it to your Christian friends. Um. Or anybody who likes your DC talks or your Five Iron Frenzies, or uh, yeah, because, uh,
1: the Angels were what they were fighting, right?
0: Yes, uh, I mean in Evangelion, it's kind of like okay, the it's all it's there's there's plenty of biblical representation, but it's honestly more of an existential. In the end, by the end of it, it's all existentialism. Um, and yeah, granted, that was my. Uh, yeah, I might. Well, have I've to...
1: seen it. I'm a fan. It's just been a long time.
0: Yeah. Oh no. And it's like, eh, and I might have to thank uh Justice Evangelion for my uh, eventual embracing of atheism. <laughs> so
1: yeah, I've always been more of a cowboy bebop guy.
0: Oh, cowboy bebop's awesome, but uh, yeah. I mean, it, it it for for me, I'm again just a few years older than you. It's like. Um, anime for me, when I really got into it in high school, I had to go and buy VHS tapes of you know an hour at a time for $25. Definitely wasn't as accessible as it became just right once DVD became out.
1: So, anime is expensive. Buy it for like 25 bucks at Walmart. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 Uh, yep. Seasons. If you're into Dragon Ball, I was looking at some Dragon Ball.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been the, I've been curious about Dragon Ball Super, but um, I have not gotten into it. Um. So.
1: Um. All right. So you. Were, so if you were this dude, you had to get across here with the like smart gun-using zombies. Like, well, what would be? What would you take with you? Other than the moped.
0: Well, um, I mean, he he figures it out eventually. I mean, but um,
1: lucky you figure it out. That sickle is a pretty dope thing to find.
0: Yes, it was. Um, but it's um, it does. So this is later on in the movie, though. It's like, um, yeah, maybe America. Well, I mean, it's cricket's fault, but. Uh, It was American imperialism that really brought baseball into effect, which plays in later. (laughs) Um, So, let's see. Uh, With this, um, you know, we're about to have the uh, train massacre scene. Um, But, you know, when we stop and leave Jim's story to focus on... um, uh, Cat's story... um, it's kind of like could this movie have used fewer stories because when you go back to uh 28 days later um you know it really is our uh killian murphy story um there's no
1: lady that goes and sits next to my dad on the train
0: yeah um well i'm just saying with the uh the cat story like okay and now we're going to step away from jim's story to focus on cat it's like uh did we need that i mean it it, and really i stop and look at it it's probably just for the cool visuals because once jim figures out what to do it's easy for him to hide uh cat on the other hand is in a subway car where we got a guy uh trying to um break break the predator two record when it comes to subway violence um if you remember Predator 2 when the Oh yeah. the Predator hops on the uh Los Angeles subway and everybody's carrying guns, so well, everybody's fair game. <laughs> yeah, this
1: one here is super cartoony how it just shoots out of the neck and whatnot. Oh,
0: I love that though, because one, I hate yeah, I love people. it too. I like, like
1: how deep red like water just shooting yes. everyone
0: well, I just—it's more also. I just hate the fact that people wear headphones in public. Again, maybe it,
1: just like blast their podcasts. Soon. Well,
0: I I prefer that they wear headphones instead of you know I hate it when people are talking on their phone like on speaker. Um, really, it's one of those things. Like, if you go like Clerks Three is now available on digital. Uh, I'm waiting to buy it on the Steelbook. Uh, I did go and see it in theaters, of course. Um, but there's like a uh, new sign on the cash register in clerks where it's basically uh, no shoe or tit money will be accepted.
1: Yeah, everybody I know that's seen that movie hated it.
0: Hated Clerks Three. I I don't know what they're what they're expecting. It's a it's a story about guy guys who've been stuck in like for somebody who's been stuck in customer service and for twenty going on twenty years now. It, no, this is what it is. Um no, I
1: just haven't gotten
0: to it yet. Yeah, no, I recommend I, I recommend it. Like um on Twitter, somebody asks, oh, best movie you've seen in 2022. it's like, from 2022. It's like, from 2022? Uh I can't really say I've seen too much. I've seen the silent of uh, the sadness and <laughs> clerks three. And then I stop and think, well, and so I said clerks three because come on. How much can you really watch the rewatch uh, the sadness? Um, and then I then like okay again. I've watched this the third time. I'm watching it for this podcast. Uh, so you know it's rewatchable. It's just like yeah. You know,
1: you know, I've seen this year is probably that uh ooh, oh. That, oh we I lo- the movie about the carnival. That was a good movie. Hmm. Well qualified for this podcast, but it was a good movie. Uh,
0: okay. Um. Yeah, I can't immediately think about it, but although I do love so much of the subway scene violence though, like the guy who's chewing at the Achilles tendon of a person to keep them from moving. Oh, it's like shit,
1: that's nasty. Yeah. Like, you... between
0: oh yeah. It's then, then oh. now we just And here here where we get to my C word bit. It's like, oh come on, like, yes, I know you're angry and you don't have any ambitions, but you know, it's my one rule. Like as I say, I'm trying trying to get rid of that word, the, take the bite out of that word, but you can't use it to describe a woman. Like, I mean, it's their word. And when I say that, it's kind of like, well, then we shouldn't, you know, well, we can't use the N-word as a white person, so even if we come up with a context for it, so maybe I can't use the word. I, I, I just, I, you know, but I'm they very... kind
1: of turn this guy into the main villain of the movie, don't they? What? They kind of turn this guy into the main villain of the movie, don't they? Like he's the only one that's like, okay. Oh, from beginning to end.
0: Yeah. Not the, well, end, not but... the end. I mean, uh, Mister Mister Boomer. Uh... Yeah, my dad. <laughs> well, I mean he he's probably close to the late Gen X. I mean, early Gen X. I'm late Gen X, so I don't want to think I'm that much yeah, that close in age to him. Uh, that was a trivia question though. Uh, the year, this year was the year, uh, a trivia question. Um, like I I've been recruited onto a trivia team and it's like, yeah, Russ is worth adding on to the team. Despite that means we have too many members, but he makes up the points, um, <laughs> that he, that he's going to cost us. So we break even but uh like the year in time is like always one of the trivia questions it's like this is the year of that bruce lee died and heidi klum was born and, and it's like i'm only seven years younger than heidi klum now i'm like lloyd christmas so you're saying there's a chance um but uh so let's see so yeah boomer on the toy tw- he's the mascot of the movie i guess it's like the closest thing i could say would be like um i don't play the far cry games not my thing but i have watched enough videos where it's like everybody's angry that the guy on the cover of far cry 3 doesn't turn out to be the real villain so uh Or I guess Resident Evil Village is the same thing where like, oh, they sell it on the vam- seven foot vampire chick, uh, you know she'll be dead halfway through the game, um, so yep, headphones that's how it
1: goes. I never really thought of it before,
0: yeah, so I guess though, with all of this going on,
1: I had to ditch that one lady that one eyed lady, well, that's just I had that... ditched her so quick.
0: Well, I mean, it's it it shows you who the heroes are, though. Um, That's, um, you know, so that's no, I mean.
1: Uh, This goes down. That's definitely something you won't hear. Greg Geffman, hero.
0: (laughs) Well, Greg, it's just basically, um, you know, it's like. uh, uh, Dare I say Schindler's List? one the man who says what saves one saves them all i guess is the philosophy there's a good robot chicken sketch about that um oscar schindler co but uh, like um just an observation could we have used an explanation of the virus sooner I, mean, I it's it, it's 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 just sheer chaos like again going back to 28 days later like we open it with the virus outbreak i mean with the why how the virus works you know don't don't let the monkeys out they have been filled with um rage they we've shut down their inhibitions and you know fortunately the monkeys are just violent i suppose
1: well, they kind of did that at the beginning with the guy. Was they on the- well, but again,
0: and and you can say, and you can say, well, that's just the timeliness of the film because that's basically, yes, this guy is explaining how this COVID variant is going to turn into super rabies, and nobody wants to believe him because it hasn't turned into super rabies yet. But here's a good bit of humor, though. Like you would not get the bit where. Where the what what are you got what what why can't you watch where you're going are you blind oh my god, you are blind <laughs> so and yeah, now we there's the scary thing about though when it comes to boomer um guy is you know like no offense you know to that that guy who he challenges should have taken him out.
1: Yeah, I was like, saying that exact same thing.
0: Like, okay, yeah, he's got the adrenaline on his side and everything, but well, of course he gives him space. You never give a guy space. You gotta stay right on top of him. But you know, I I'm a prof- I was a amateur fighter, uh, and professional wrestler who thinks of all these things. And, but I do love the fact he upgrades from umbrella to axe, which plays a big part later on in the movie. Not just him using the axe.
1: Um, hey, the, the fact that like, he just the state of those two women that approaches him and how calmly he approaches the guy is yes. crazy to me.
0: Well, I, again, it's you. You got this. All you want to do is destroy destroy basically is what this virus does. Um as they bring it up, uh when they finally get to the explanation. It's like um, well, then I don't know, when you get to the explanation, it kind of like damn, if it's
1: wrong, well, goddamn knows.
0: Yeah, it's like when it comes to the explanation, again, it's like, well, you know, we like to think we're smarter, but animals are vicious. It's like not really. Animals aren't really that vicious. Um, they're need-based. Like, um, I don't think they need to destroy things, which is the tragedy of humanity, because history says we love to destroy things. Um, so, you know, as we're uh, escaping it and about to hit a de- little little bit of a break in the film... Um, you know, I can bring up, like, um, you know, it's kind of weird again. You kind of catch some things about, um, this movie not being directed by a Chinese person. Um, like, the names. Like, okay, you save the names for the subtitles. Like, nobody's called Jim,
1: Cat, or Molly. Um, okay, I, I missed, like, the last two minutes i think i got disconnected I just okay well he got faxed
0: the axe guy he they just punched the uh, security guy in the face so
1: um oh yeah the uh the scared little guy with the manga yes the tie theme phone
0: um yep um again more reason for me wanting Taiwan to listen to their Chinese or Re- people's Republic overlords. I don't think you had, you know, come on. You're kind of enforced not to have that indecency. <laughs> um, But yeah, as I say, the uh, English names like that kind of takes you out of it. The Jim K cat and Molly. Um, it's kind of just, it just makes you think of movies that are directed by people. Who's again, this is not your first language, let alone do you actually speak the language? So I, I think Gareth Evans, the guy who directed the Raid Redemption and Raid Two, uh, speaks whatever the language is in Indonesia, um, but, uh, I mean he's lived there for, pro- but he's probably lived there for twenty years. Uh, I don't know Rob uh, Jabaz's history with uh, Taiwan um and so it's just like it this movie works but then again you have movies when you have this direct this uh language barrier issue you have movies like troll 2 like a italian man directing a american actors and that
1: weren't even actors that none of those people had ever been in a movie before or since
0: yeah, that would not surprise me. I have not taken the time to watch Troll Two, though. Um, so, um, and I guess another just observation I made about this movie could have wore. Oh, and right now Jim is on his scooter, trying finally getting away from everything. And like, there's some just great imagery, like of the baby care. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> the the baby car- carriage that's just blood
1: just filled with goo
0: yeah but it does make me wonder and now we got jim pulling up on the guy who's i think he's just gone necro <laughs> and eventually chases him with his ass hanging out
1: yeah there we you go. said you're going baseball bat well I'm no Kansas, dude well no no what i'm
0: saying is like uh, it's kind of sad that American, eventually that Americans uh, introduced baseball. To, that was our uh, product to the rest of the world. Because, <laughs> like, we, we'll get to that scene.
1: Oh, pro-wrestling too. World War Two.
0: Yes, pro-wrestle, res- pro as the Japanese like to call it. Um Yeah, I think baseball actually was hitting big over there before then, actually, it's like, um, same thing with Taiwan. I mean, yeah, a lot of it was occupational forces. It's like still kind of why, why isn't there great German baseball then? I suppose my question as we sat there. I mean, well, like we got the World Baseball Classic coming up in, in the winter, and it's like, yeah, the Italian team is just. Italian American baseball players. Like, that's where Anthony Rizzo will be playing. (laughs) So, like, the teams you got to worry about are the ones where they don't actually have American American, uh, descendants.
1: Every time I hear the name Rizzo, I just think of the jerky boys.
0: You see, I think Rizzo, I think the rat from the Muppets. So, um... our
1: age difference right there.
0: Not really, because I'm definitely more of a closer to the prime age of the jerky boys. I, I guess, again, it's just my parents being very, uh, very um, strict in terms of listening to what the uh, warning labels say. Like, I got in trouble because my little brother bought a Kmart copy of Lint Biscuits. Um, I can't remember the name of it. Was it? two dollar three dollar i don't know um the one with nookie on it and oh, okay. and it's like well you could say nookie on mtv and then my mom gets it why does he have a tape where he wh- why is he listening to his cv which talks about nookie hmm.
1: uh,
0: why are you sending him to a christian school instead of junior high i <laughs> I'd, no, I no, there's really like because I don't think of the context. I think about the warning, like you guys did. Like I'm still doing my best to get my uh little sister to let my nephew watch Flash Gordon, which was rated PG. <laughs>
1: uh.
0: And that's what I grew up on as a kid. And it's like, no, you know that humor is not PG. Eh? Uh, it's funny, my last episode was um, about, this is Spinal Tap, and, you know, we bring up the fact that, yeah, we were kind of raised on Monty Python as kids, because it was okay, it was on TV, I and mean, you can't put, you know, before ratings, if it's on TV, it has to be clean.
1: <laughs> yeah, as great as Monty Python was, like, you have to admit, also, like, there were a lot of sketches that were just dumb
0: as hell. Oh, you see that? We're getting into the, again, Family Guy uh, where... uh, It's appropriate. um, Where... I mean,
1: granted, Flying Circus was on TV. You got to fill that time. with Yeah, something. well, no, and they right, had you some could... really classic shit. But
0: right, well, we
1: were talking with uh,
0: so our get so my guests on the uh, Spinal Tap podcast is my big sister, the Poetic Critic, and uh, Rambling Ronnie from Rambling Ronnie's podcast, which is a uh, woman out of um
1: sweet zombie weapon
0: uh red uh red deer alberta just north of calgary um i don't know if she appreciated i was wearing a bret hart shirt during that but i digress um so yeah we got our we're about to our zombie showdown of scythe versus baseball bat um as and this is where it's like I'm kind of frustrated with this movie' because it's like, okay, everybody's giving up their inhibitions, everybody's digging the sexual stuff like as a sub, where is mine where 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 are they gonna relate to me? So I kind of appreciate the scene where they're torturing the guy with running his uh balls into a barbed wire wrap pole, after you stop
1: being... him? I was about to finish yes,
0: yes, like. You know what? Nobody's nobody's got that. Um nobody's a masochist in this movie? All right, good. Now I now I can relate is basically what I'm saying. <laughs> Not that I want well, I've let some weird things happen to this. So <laughs> um but yeah, as I was saying, like if Americans didn't bring
1: no, baseballs balls ran into the barbed wire.
0: No, I haven't, but I've I've had I've left with bruises from bite marks. So.
1: I don't how did they kick to the chest to make him bleed from the mouth like that?
0: Oh, I mean he's probably bleeding from other things, uh, you know, by that point. And it's kind of like this shows you how weird the virus is cuz I don't think that guy was concerned about getting off until, you know, the beating stopped. And then he realized, "Oh, I was getting off on that."
1: <laughs>
0: so, But I'm just saying, like then Jim's going to start get pelt- pelted with baseball. That's what I'm saying. Like, eh, maybe introducing sports where you know you're swinging sticks and uh, throwing balls at 90 miles per hour at people. It's not a good thing to share internationally. I mean, you could say, well, what about hockey? And it's like, well, it's Canadian sport. Everybody like, yeah, it's violence, but you know, everybody says sorry afterwards, and you know, you go put your toques on and then go and get a bottle, a long knit called the bots. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, I guess it might be a statement about it. Americans just need to be more polite when it comes to introducing sports.
1: Yeah. We need to think of like say the masochist zombie outbreaks before we introduce any foreign sports to other countries.
0: <laughs> no, that's, that's a fair statement. I mean, I think we're done with introducing foreign sports, but yeah. I think, um, and I think that's kind of a statement about all these apocalyptic movies. It's kind of like, uh, and even goes back to the Matrix. It's like, really? Can we make things any better? There's, um, or dare I go back to, I think it was Anthony, uh, Anthony Anthony the Great, you know, he. You know, I'm about to rewatch Westworld season two. So it's like, I know I'm going to get it. I'll I'll try to remember it correctly. But it's like, and alas, Anthony looked upon his kingdom and wept because there were no more lands to conquer. And yeah, I mean, all of the um, all of the uh, civilized world is now pretty much one unit. So it's like, if we don't get to space soon, we're kind of screwed. And that's why the Matrix is based around you know, creating a world in the night late nineties and with the Matrix uh resurrections, which I liked, but I'm a I'm a nerd. Um, <laughs> um you know, or the twenty ten twenty twenties, which I think they do a good job of adapting to anyhow. I digress. And Dude, uh
1: Westworld uh whores are probably way dirtier than than the whores they had in the actual West.
0: What? As long as they get killed every night, they'll get cleaned oh, up.
1: That's what happens to those robots? Well,
0: as I'm saying, as long as they get killed every night and have to go back down for repairs, they'll get cleaned up.
1: I don't think you can get them cleaning up. Oh, <laughs> they the, the, probably happen to those robots, dude.
0: Well, then you can also rebuild them, as they do in Westworld, where um, Maeve gets her body rebuilt without the C, without the explosion in her C six vertebrae. So, no, there's.
1: Oh come on, man! Spoilers. I don't know if I ever made it that far.
0: Oh, it's it's it's, it's inconsequential, anyhow, by the long term of the series. <laughs>
1: No, I didn't get uh, into it. I like it. I just, it's hard to
0: get into a TV show. Oh, you say that and it's like, yeah, and I, I totally agree because I have not watched Westworld season four yet. Um, And I would say the reason why I watched the first three seasons so fervently was because that's what we did on Sunday nights with my ex-girlfriend. It was like, okay, I'm home. Let's watch a new TV show. We, you know, we went through Game of Thrones together, we went through Stranger Things together, and then we went through Westworld together. Now, Westworld I love. Stranger Things is good, but, you know, I'm not going to pay $20 a month for Netflix. now.
1: That's another thing that I think is overrated. Oh, no, I can de- It's good, but it's not as good as people think it is. Oh,
0: no, no. I, I like this entire Hellfire Club t-shirt. It's like, I don't get Yeah, um, so but I haven't watched the season, so I can't necessarily say that because I'm not going to spend $20 for Netflix. Now, my ex girlfriend is gracious enough to give me her Netflix information, so I can watch it, but there's the second season of The Witcher, so I think that should take priority, never mind you know, so many other things like so. I still got to watch, but I'm just saying, get out of practice. I wasn't watch I didn't watch Westworld. Now I watched all of Dance of Um House of the Dragon, um, uh, which should really pick up, but I'm kind of frustrated like with that series because it's like I own all the uh Game of Thrones seasons on Blu ray. So it's like I've seen all the special features. I think I know everything about the Dance of the Dragons. It's like I'm just not, you know, I can go if I watch the special features, I'll know what happens in the end you know so um but when it comes to this uh back to the sadness which the title does not necessarily make sense unless you read the plot synopsis not the uh, plot synopsis um what is it it's not a synopsis um when you um cuz a plot synopsis tells everything about a movie um i guess you'd say the pitch is in a simpler way the sadness. Alright. Really disappointed with IMDB not putting like the movies and theaters up top anymore. Um trivia quotes. What do you think
1: about this scene coming up with the president? The president's address on the TV.
0: Oh, you see that's actually no, it's a good point, because I think it's the most humorous and the most realistic grenade effect we've ever had in all of cinema. And I know it's a totally unrealistic grenade effect, but it's not fireball explosion, which you kind of get fed up when you see grenades. And uh, we talked about it with, uh, um, Damon uh, Darius Dubois when we uh, did a Commando podcast. Like, grenades don't come up with fireballs. It's just a uh, charges, boom.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, this seems only here for that. I feel like because I don't think we even really even need this scene because it's already been established to us watching it like we know what's going on we don't need the president to now tell us what's going on well yes i mean
0: plot 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 wise it's like everybody's wondering what's the people are actually wondering what's actually happening they just know it's chaos this is kind of now the time to explain it but it again it brings me back to a note my let my latest note which was uh Like, could this movie have just been nothing but splatstick, like Evil Dead 2, I should say? Like, we could have gone all humorous with the gore. I think it would take away the effect. And as I say, Sadness is the title of the movie, which, I again, if you don't read the plot summary not the synopsis the plot summary It is hard
1: to tell that they're crying while they're doing these things
0: it that effect could be a little better i'll give you that there there
1: there are are, but it's hard to see the tears
0: yes that's exactly it like when you see the guy um who after jim is riding his moped and seeing all the chaos and carnage and sees the guy who's you know, butt naked. Well, I wouldn't say butt. Well, I guess you'd say butt naked. Not completely nude. He's got his T-shirt on, and he turns as he's <laughs> as he's um you know going he's to town. We the
1: to poo in it to take it back. Yes, there we go.
0: Back to going back to back to back to Pooh Bear. All right. So yeah. Um, right. You do see the tears obviously on him, but even that kind of looks like uh as um boomer with an umbrella will eventually say after he does the probably the most reviled thing in the movie it, it comes shortly after the uh hand grenade in the mouth of the president
1: oh yeah yeah
0: uh which again i like how that turns out though because then you get molly going nuts with the virus so you know it, it's like oh right it's at least everybody's getting involved you know if you survive, you're part of the team. It's an initiation situation. <laughs> so. Like, but again, like, when it comes to how this story is told of two parties trying to join together in the end, um, be it Cat and uh, Jim. It's like, you could have actually opened the movie with this scene discussing the what the virus is and then the general. You know, full transparency is important. And then he like, yeah, I'm going to show you got the red eyes. <laughs> so, but those are pretty lame. Um, I mean, yeah, you don't want to shoot the president, but I'm pretty sure I could get a headshot at the off of that guy. <laughs>
1: grenade, I don't think it really matters someone just shoves that thing right in his damn mouth right,
0: but he, he 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 displays it before he goes and does it, so it's like you know, I definitely could have gotten a shot off at him the moment he put the grenade grenade up in the hair as long as he hasn't pulled the pin out, you can take care of it take him out, you know, gotta keep him separated um. Mm. So. Oh, which actually brings me up to another element. You know, it's not that bad that Jim, the fingers that Jim got cut off, because he can still do the devil horns, rock and roll, baby.
1: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: So he still got
1: his thumb. Most right? Oh, no,
0: I mean, there's a reason. There's a reason why uh, the yakuza cut cut off your um your pinky and then your ring finger before they cut off the other three fingers. They want you to be functional. I mean, like, if I could, and it goes back to a weird movie called Four Rooms, uh, which is an anthology film from the late 90s, uh, where I think, um, I can't remember all the directors, I know Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino direct uh, two, two of the stories, and Tarantino's story, it's basically, Tarantino stars in it as well, but it's basically like a bunch of drunks in the penthouse, like, you know, we were talking about this old, uh, I think it was Outer Limits episode where a guy was, you know, basically like you can get a car if you bet your finger, and like they're basically like, "Look, we're gonna, we're, we're 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 modern people. We just need a neutral party to cut the finger off, if need be." Um, so it's like, um, but again, it's like you know, you lose a pinky, you lose an index finger. I mean, a ring finger—that's not bad. But basically, all I'm just saying, it's like, can you throw a baseball? If you can't throw a baseball, you can't throw a baseball without having your middle finger. So that's what I was getting at. Huh. Again, baseball, bad
1: thing for apocalypse. So, yeah, um... <laughs> goddamn baseball. That's what we'll be cursing during the apocalypse. Which Damn is like our... with these baseball bats. <laughs>
0: which is ironic well look at Negan so um but it's kind of ironic that we're talking about how baseball is bad for a um inhibition free sex sadomasochism sex romp when you know when they tell you to last longer think about baseball kind of ironic don't
1: you think so but oh, it's not very sexy, <laughs> I'm not well, what I'm just saying like,
0: eh, you know, think of what you could do with the bat, you know you're just not being creative enough um but this is something I was thought about as we're getting close to the uh skull shacking scene um <laughs> uh with all this violence, it brought me back to the movie Gremlins. <laughs> And, and I say that because basically you really want to watch something wholesome right now.
1: remember gremlins,
0: well, but no, gremlins isn't really that wholesome because gremlins
1: act exactly the same as all of these crazy people, I mean, not exactly the same, like they were running around smacking Asian ladies,
0: well, one, it was upstate New York, there were no Asian ladies, you know once they got the once once Gizmo got taken out of Chinatown, you weren't going to see any Asians. It was 1984. um No, but what I'm just saying is, so they didn't, I don't think they had testicles or like because of how they multiply. I don't think there's until what,
1: Asians, they got
0: testicles. <laughs> no, gremlins, but thank you for <laughs> going that way. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, but basically they didn't have, you know, they're wandering around naked the entire movie. It's not until Gremlins 2 did you get a feminine gremlin and that's because you had to take some you know take a drink so yeah no there's violent little things like they'll shoot each other for kicks yeah so we really
1: should have learned from great movie gremlins 2 was (laughs) oh they're they're
0: they're both great movies Uh, as i say it's my my thing those those are the things that scared the shit out of me as a kid and again it's partially the advertising you could go to hardy's and get a record 1984 you could go to hardy's and get the entire and collect the records with your kid meals and play the records to hear the story so i knew the story and everything and then i was also afraid of the dark though as a kid so the last thing i want is animals that uh thrive in the dark <laughs> you know no i'm having a nightlight screw you <laughs> And, you know, I overcompensated, but now it's like, give me darkness, but I couldn't, I I don't think I ever really made it through Gremlins till uh, Christmas a few years ago. And the art theater in Champagne was doing, uh, I think, would I say free, free Christmas movies? Yeah. Free Christmas movies. I took my girlfriend to see Gremlins. Like, all right, I can't, I'm cool with these little guys. (laughs) So, but I'm just saying, it's the same idea. Like. And I think that's kind of the moral of the story. And I don't know, I have not read the uh, novelization I hear, which is good. It kind of explains the gremlins. And I can't wait for the uh, HBO Max series about gremlins. Sequencing. Well,
1: then you went the a TV show on gremlins too. Man, what happened to original content? Uh, well, you see, here's uh, when you go to the
0: original content argument, it's like remakes suck. In, in principle, they suck. Uh, go and watch the original. That's what I'll say. Now, sometimes it makes sense, say, with uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory versus Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, Willy Wonka was something cleaned up for cinemas. You couldn't do Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or the fact that it just was a better book than that could ever be. So I get that argument. That remakes just uh, is a lack of originality, but you know, legacy sequels people eat those up. Like, everybody was, I have not seen any of the Halloween, uh, latest Halloween trilogy, be upfront about that. But you know, people were pumped to see, oh, we're gonna forget about H2, uh, we're gonna forget about uh, H2O and. Uh, Halloween. I can't even remember. Was it Resurrection? I don't know. The last where Busta Rhymes beats Michael Myers. We're yeah, gonna forget about the... those. Well, H two O was fun. That's the first Halloween I ever really saw. Again. I watched
1: Halloween Kills, the last one, the, the most recent one. Yeah,
0: Ends. um, yeah. I know a lot of people are bitching about Kills, but I think I'm like, eh, I don't know. It sounds like that has got a lot of promise, and I I haven't heard anybody
1: say anything good about Ends um but halloween kills was kind of fun but i mean i I haven't watched the ends yet but i heard it's terrible yeah i don't know i just the last 20 minutes i heard
0: well honestly that could that could be a blessing and a curse i don't know but the fact of the matter is like oh but if you bring back like um i don't want it like you bring back zach and phoebe from gremlins we're gonna be all about that movie and um so what the gremlins hbo series is going to be is a animated show um basically a prequel so and i yeah. think you have you have james yeah,
1: another thing i'm tired of i'm tired of prequels now, i don't need to know what happened before i don't give a shit well i don't care no but that Chucky show on sci-fi is pretty dope
0: right so see it it gets it's a it good gets, show
1: yeah,
0: I have not heard anything bad about that, and I honestly, all the made for most people rave about the made for DVD sequels of Child's Play. Um, and everybody looks back on uh, Seed of Chucky as a transgressive masterpiece. So, um, so yeah, it's um, so I'm just saying, like, yeah you'd wish that people would come up with the original stuff but then again if you if you hit it right though it's gonna like again for a star wars guy like oh give me more like why are you bitching about the book above Fett? oh cuz there's too many mandalorian themed episodes about it
1: come on i'm there yeah, this is just fan fiction all that star wars stuff that's being pumped out now it's all just fan fiction horse shit
0: Oh, no, no, no. I'm not good. I will stand by one. Ewan McGregor is my favorite actor. So I will, you know, give me more Ewan. um, So I could care. Like,
1: I could give a smack about Obi-Wan Kenobi. I Uh, know as much about Obi-Wan Kenobi as it's important. I don't need a whole smack inside series. I don't need this shit. It's fan fiction.
0: Or would you rather they look they I need this because Rise of Skywalker was was the ultimate fan fiction? No, give me good fan fiction, and I'll take it. Give me f- bad fan service, and I'll be begging for good fan fiction to make up for it. So,
1: I don't know that Andor looks pretty cool, I haven't seen any of that. Well, that we don't like, know any,
0: but okay, with Andor, he didn't get three movies, he didn't get to be in six movies, he got to be in one. So, yeah,
1: it's also a prequel of that of Rogue, Rogue. One, yeah, Star- yeah, Rogue One.
0: Right, as I say, we didn't get. We and Probably or, the that
1: Star Wars movie of the recent era.
0: I will stand by Last Jedi, but I, I, I get, but Rogue One is definitely like if you Rogue One is definitely stop, top five Star Wars movies. I'm going to say, uh, number one is Empire, number two is Star Wars, number three is Last Jedi, number four is Rogue One, and five. Might be Revenge of the Sith. Um
1: if I said, wasn't Last Jedi the video game?
0: Uh Fallen Jedi Order. Uh Jedi Fallen Order was the last video game. Well, actually yeah, Star Star Wars Squadrons was the last video game, which was fun. Cheap, like Yeah, it was alright,
1: but I I was hoping it'd be better.
0: Well, it was a forty dollar video game on on day one, so
1: Oh, no, I I compared all to uh Rogue Squadron on N64. Oh, you see, my god. Um, let's see. What Rogue... Yeah, no, Rogue
0: Squadron is excellent. Um uh do I have I think I have Rogue Squadron 2 for the GameCube. I have the bone like I found a video game store that's no longer um in existence thanks to the Ricketts family and Gentrifying a white neighborhood in Chicago, ah, jeez.
1: Ripping that dude apart.
0: Um, but the um, live action games, I think is no, not live action games. That's the game store. People play games. It was on the Clark Street in um, in uh, Rid- Ridleyville, and somebody was able to resell them a the preview disc for uh, Rogue Squadron Three. Um, I think it was Rogue Leader was the name, um, and on but I bought the bonus disc because they had the original Star Wars Arcade
1: on it. So, oh no shit.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I bought a bonus disc just so I could play that game. Uh, but truth be told, if I had a house,
1: arcade machines.
0: Oh no! If I if I, I had arcade. if I had a house <laughs> <laughs> instead of a uh, one bedroom apartment. <laughs> I would have, let's see. I I work at I work in an electronics store. I could probably get a discount on Ridge Racer, Killer Instinct, NFL Blitz, Simpsons Arcade. Yeah. Oh I'd yeah, have- those
1: arcade one ups, dude. Yep. I, I've told my girlfriend a few times. Like if I lived here alone, I would just have a bunch of arcade machines.
0: Yep. Oh yeah. So, um. All right, now I think we talked about. I'm just going through my notes. Like, oh yeah, the title of the movie, "The Sadness," as I say, if you don't read the plot summary, where oh, there's nothing left in the world except sadness. I guess you could say the tears indicates that as well. But um, so we're to the point where, uh, Boomer, Umbrella Boomer, is pretty much locked out the other. uh, crazy so he could go and take care of Cat on his own. Um, which I'm going to say in professional wrestling, why have why doesn't anybody use the fire extinguisher properly? How do you mean? Okay, so when Cat fights this guy he bla- she blasts him first with the fire extinguisher.
1: Okay, so and- far I think that's a solid move.
0: Okay, and then she just beats the shit out of him with the fire extinguisher. I mean, to the point where there's no front of his skull. I'm just saying, in a What's professional, okay, in professional wrestling, you have a blunt object. Like, yeah, blind him with the spray, the fire extinguisher. But that's all they do in professional wrestling is blind him with a fire extinguisher.
1: Yeah, but this isn't professional wrestling. This is a small to Asian woman trying not to get raped.
0: Right. But what I'm saying is like, it's like when they said no chair shots in professional wrestling to the head. It's like, that's unrealistic. If I have a chair, if I'm not trying to sneak up on a guy, I'm going to swing for their head so yes, that's
1: my my thing with that was, was uh, what the uh the arms how oh, they used to not like let people like block with their arms no like,
0: no that that, that was, was no okay to
1: i'm gonna definitely do to try to block
0: no no that was a that was not that that was mick foley uh mick foley's fault and and Kent shamrock's fault Kent shamrock wanted to be a tough guy so he would like, he had that famous scene where he basically dared the rock to blast him with a chair, and he sat with his arms behind his back.
1: No, I watched that recently. I'm... Yeah.
0: And then you have Mick Foley take the 13 chair shots while handcuffed. That makes sense. Uh, but no, you should always... No, realism, and Cody did it wrong when he took that chair shot to the head. Oh, um, yeah,
1: I remember that. It's probably do it.
0: Yeah, and that's because it was a, pro- it was a gimmick chair, so No. trick to get and i've i've taken a chair shot to the head that was before i went into professional wrestling (laughs) it was like can i do it uh and i've done it and it's basically but again i was a martial you know i studied taekwondo and there's breaking board like if you watch a uh breaking the uh a breaking um section of a tournament um yeah there's going to be somebody you're going to try to end their routine with breaking a board with their head. I mean, the trick is like when you're breaking boards is you're going to break the boards. The boards are not going to break you. So uh, in all honesty, unprotected chair shots, as long as you know, as long as your goal is to kill the chair, (laughs) I think they're fine. (laughs) Um. And I did take one chair shot, so yeah, in my uh, very active uh, first five years of my career. Uh, again, I'm an underemployed professional wrestler, not a retired professional wrestler. Um, So the first five years of my now 20-year career, uh, I only took one chair shot, and no, I didn't put my hands up. Uh, I braced for it. Like I'm going to kill the chair though. So, but that's a, that's a weird philosophy. Cause, and it even goes back to, um, my first tough man contest. Like, um, I qualified for the second night of the tournament. Uh, I didn't win my first fight, but I didn't get killed. So they thought I was good enough. Um, so, but over that night, my uh, friend who was my corner guy, like oh yeah no russ is he was telling all the all the fighters after the fights were done you know after we we're just trying to chill out oh yeah russ is crazy he he let me hit him with a chair and like they let that pat spread through the locker room like oh he's crazy <laughs> no I, I i knew what i was doing uh and it and it's something i found with professional wrestling i was on a uh my first um show in milwaukee um Met a guy. Uh, he's now a manager in uh, AAW in Chicago. It's good because he he had he had a lot of demons and he uh, conquered them. Uh Chucky Smooth and I'm driving him up and I think my uh buddies had fallen asleep and like like he thought I was crazy because at one point I was gonna wear MMA mitts into my uh, match that night and he said no we got Adrian Serrano on the show yeah Adrian cool guy <laughs> like I'm talking to the MMA guy um and he's like i don't know man you got to work on your selling it's like well dude i came from the real fighting like yeah i've done tough man yeah i've gone and gotten myself and you know severely beaten and it's like so many people in professional wrestling is like whoa no 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 that's not what you want to do with yourself (laughs) professional wrestling is fake we don't there's no real tough guys here (laughs) it's like and that's uh that's my biggest uh problem with the business is you don't have to be a tough guy to get into it now. So,
1: so oh, now, God.
0: so now we're to the uh yeah to the um virologist uh scene where you know cat is gonna get cleaned up and disinfected and we get the full explanation of the virus how it. Again, it doesn't make sense when you think about it because I don't find animals to be vicious. Well, unless they get rabies. So, but I don't find them as destructive beings. So um, I guess it goes back to West World, though. The argument can be made of the story of the Robert telling the story of the greyhound his father adopted and and then one day a cat wandered by and the greyhound used to be a racing dog chasing the rabbit around the course but he never got the rabbit so but small furry thing the greyhound ran and got the dog got he I mean, got the cat and destroyed it and didn't know what he did wrong <laughs> He didn't know what he was actually going to do to that rabbit when he caught it. So I guess that's that animals are stupid, I guess is what we're saying.
1: (laughs) That's why we keep the cats in the basement.
0: Well, but um, no, uh, I'm now looking around. No, Ava hasn't scratched the shit out of me. She's sitting right behind me. So it's like no, I, I find my cats to be very intelligent creatures, so that's the problem with cats. If they if they had thumbs, they would rule the world.
1: I it's really a, so I think I'd smack f- up a
0: cat. <laughs> you see, I'd rather deal with humans than animals, just because a human can screw up. An animal works solely off instinct. And the thing about cats is they're not domesticated animals. Cats were praised by the Egyptians for killing rodents, sparing us from disease. So cats were spoiled and encouraged to live with us. Hence, we didn't break them. We didn't train them. You can't train a cat. So they're not domesticated animals. They're going to do what they want to do. So, the, I they I think cats actually think they're people. All right. Or as many people say, when cats leave gifts for you, you know, dead animals is because not because they're trying to um, thank you for giving them a roof. It's because they think you're a bad cat. You know, they're disappointed that you haven't killed stuff.
1: Oh no! I think I could kill like ten cats. How many do you think you get?
0: <laughs> you see, that's the problem with cats—is they're so bloody adorable. It's like, oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know, it's how how can I?
1: Now like... you got an army of cats ready for blood. They're gonna eat your face. <laughs> What are you gonna do? How many cats do you think you're gonna take out till you go down?
0: As much, I mean, I'll hold the cats off the bottle of water to spray them with, but no, they're going, they're gonna get the W. I mean, they're just too adorable. Like, as I say, the only thing that keeps them from doing that from ruling is the lack of thumbs. And you know what? Maybe we need better vets because maybe they can live to a human age. We're just not letting them. So, but it's kind of funny that we're talking about cats because we are going to get to the point where the virologist talks about how was trying to solve the cure, find a cure for this in the maternity ward.
1: Oh yeah. Those were all kittens. <laughs>
0: so yeah, all the kid, all the newborns and he,
1: yeah, you know, all the kittens.
0: <laughs> now, 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 my my cat Skimble has jumped down. Like he shouldn't hear. Well, cats have super hearing. Again, they can rule if they wanted to. If they if they had thumbs, <laughs> he's probably hearing it through the headphones. But it's like the virologist, you know, basically says, "Well, you know, no, nothing was going to be done with the babies." They were going to be left here to die anyhow. I tried my best to save the world by killing eight babies, <laughs> uh, and it's a it's I don't know. It's kind of a modern uh, zombie movie thing that we have the baby, uh, the zombie baby, I guess. Because uh, I Romero never had zombie babies. Oh no! But um, Zack Snyder has one in his Day of the Dawn of the Dead, and. Um, dead alive had the dead alive slash brain dead from Peter Jackson had the zombie baby. So, but again, that brings up like, did this, this movie take itself too seriously? Because there's like some hilarious, you know, stuff that's like, Oh man, that was so out there that you can't help but chuckle. And like, could they have taken it to the next level? Like evil dead, like, um, you know, oh, Ash knocks an eyeball out of a dead eye and it goes into the girl's mouth. <laughs>
1: like... Now, that, this movie's just, it's too ridiculous to be taken seriously.
0: Okay, that's a thats a fair assessment. Um, I mean, I, I think you, like, sorry, when you have the baby start whining in the trash, it's like, eh. Like it—it's so twisted, I guess.
1: It, it, it's a crazy reveal, sure, when you first watch it. But I mean, overall, when you take in the movie as a whole, it's just—it's too ridiculous. Well, but that's part of what makes it fun. Oh no, like that's, it, that's that's <laughs> that's
0: no. If it if it wasn't so over the top, no, it'd be a very. It'd be a very dark movie where you're supposed to regret everything that you see. How could you watch this filth? So, yeah. I mean, being so over the top is what what saves it from.
1: I mean, you'd think you'd kill the baby before you just throw it in the garbage.
0: Well, you thought he did. He he even said, "Huh, that one just turned out to be tougher." So, um, so yeah, it's interesting now that you know. All right, we're gonna go to the helicopter in five minutes, and then uh... and just brings up the fact that the guy if this this movie should be shown to discourage people from printing three D guns because the gun does suck in this
1: movie. When a 3D printed is not gonna be the best quality. No, it's
0: not, but it you know, it, it just kinda makes me happy that there's countries where you have to resort, you know, if you really want to shoot something, you're gonna have to settle on this piece of garbage. I mean, that's my like I've tried the argument before with pro gun people. Look, you wanna you want a handgun as long as it's a thirty uh three fifty seven Magnum? Or a revolver, sure. Semi-automatic, no. You're, just, you know. I'm sorry. Work on your aim. <laughs> or if you can't handle, you can't handle the kickback. Then why are you pretending to be Clint Eastwood? <laughs> I mean, that those are just my thoughts on guns. Um, but. Again, I came from a martial arts background. I can definitely defend myself with my wrestling, my amateur wrestling, and yeah, my boxing. So, I mean, I've been attacked with a knife before, and I got lucky I didn't get cut. But, you know, people should just learn how to be weapons themselves instead of relying on the NRA. Basically, I want people to be proactive killing machines, not lazy killing machines. Like. So. But there's a, I mean, there's a kind of makes me totally want to never buy uh, a uh, Samsung or a Google phone again, though. After the uh, security bit. How the, um, how cat is able to unlock the phone.
1: (laughs) I think you just got lucky.
0: Well, no, any, any kind of phone. No, I, I mean, I think that pretty much proves it any kind of phone that uses like, Oh, trace your pattern. No, you can definitely figure out. It's like, you know, finding out somebody's phone number by scratching over the piece of paper, another, you know, putting a piece of paper over the piece of paper that the piece of paper they wrote on. To find out what they wrote, uh, they did it in the Big Lebowski, and then they do it in uh, Tusk. Yeah, they did it in Tusk yeah. because they learned it from the Big Lebowski. So, so yep. Yeah. All right, and this is interesting because this movie actually brings us Chekhov's axe in this film. I mean, yes, I know the axe was used, but it's a great final bit of suspense as they go past Boomer's body. And well, one always check your corners. You shouldn't get your like you. That's that's a problem. You're in a country with mandatory military service, and you didn't check your corner. Um, when he gets his the uh, front of his foot cut off. From the axe.
1: Yeah, but I mean, just because he did a little bit of service, he's still just a scientist.
0: Well, but I'm just saying, you got to spend two years in the military in in, uh, most Asian countries. I don't think Japan, but that's just because we don't let them actually have a self-defense force. Well, we don't let Japan have an army after World War II. And there again, good use of the viral spread. The guy puking on the foot. <laughs> so, so I mean, I think conversation-wise, we're way ahead of the movie by this point, oh, man. Uh, which is not a bad oh, thing. When you
1: were just talking about this what? What you were talking about? Oh, this happened.
0: yeah. So. I don't know. I'm thinking the answer, you know, after your precedent gets blown up with a hand grenade may have been to try nuking Taipei.
1: Oh that I wouldn't be surprised if that happened like after the credits. We'll just nuke it, get rid of it.
0: Well, uh it goes back to the craziest that... that
1: She wasn't gonna fly away on the helicopter.
0: Well, we know she didn't fly away in the helicopter. You hear gunshots right after she gets up there.
1: As soon as they brought it up, though, I mean, like, hey, you're not flying away.
0: Well, it's 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 a false sense of hope, but I mean, that's, that's the brilliance of the last, last scene where so, obviously, Jim has been overtaken by the virus. Fortunately, he is motivated to take care of cat in his own way <laughs> but it's not going to be the uh, virologist um, won't be the person to take care of cat is the point so and again though I when it comes to violence like It goes back again to South Park, you know. Everybody's talking about cutting off dicks in this movie. It's like, dude, you shot the guy in the dick. Butters, you don't do that. That's not cool. I mean, is it like, and again, it goes back to the C word. Like, even if you have, you know, no no kind of barrier, you know, it's not about what's sick and what's not sick. It's about what's cool and not cool, man. And and violence toward dicks is not cool. <laughs> I mean, I would hope if I ever get infected by that, the last thing I want to do is take somebody's dick off. I mean, it'll be the last thing I do, but.
1: <laughs> if I ever do, it'll be with my teeth.
0: Andy Dufresne style. <laughs> There's so. going
1: to be a reason.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Look up, I'm going to it get out. <laughs> get down the ground. <laughs> right now, I'm going to now for the old dick bite.
0: <laughs> well, now I'm thinking, like, oh, sword fighting. Like, that would probably come before.
1: <laughs> now we keep thinking about that smack stupid mean grab by the dick and twist it
0: <laughs> hey i you know you can say I, you know i say no nah, you shouldn't attack the dick and then it's like well you shouldn't enjoy attacking the dick i guess uh because like i've never been in a genuine fight because i was again martial arts experience martial arts training like i once had the like three top wrestlers pissed off at me at the, uh, university, of Illinois wrestling camp. And it's like, I told them, look, I didn't do anything wrong. Go, You know, you guys have been tormenting the entire trip. You know, you can go jog on. And, you know, one point, like one guy grabs me and he's going to try fighting. And it's like, well, <laughs> I get into a position to take a, sh- to take him down. And no, I throw a knee between his, between his legs. Did I connect? No, but people will stop fighting you the moment they realize their dick is on the line. So yes, always attack the dick first. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> no, it's gotten me out of. And there was another time in grade school where it's like, <laughs> guy took me down. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna grab your dick and twist. <laughs> like
1: <laughs> some Homer Simpson advice.
0: Well it goes back to I mean it's more famous on uh, King of the Hill when Bobby goes to is told to learn how to defend himself and he goes to a woman's self defense class.
1: I was thinking of the Simpsons where uh, Bart gets the uh the uh what do you call it the uh second dad.
0: Okay, yeah, I know it's
1: fight at the end. Well,
0: I don't remember any too much uh groin play. I mean, you're
1: back and you scream I'm a hemophiliac and you run like hell.
0: <laughs> oh, that yes, that bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I guess sorry to uh disappoint you all. Yes, go for the dick. That's the, <laughs> if you want to survive. I don't know, if, I don't know if it'd work on. Oh, zombie. yeah, if
1: you got gonna fight, fight dirty.
0: Yes, oh no, obviously, like it was a uh, can't remember well, if it was
1: no rules in the street,
0: yeah. I can't remember if it was Rodney Carrington or maybe Tim Wilson, or maybe it was. I'm totally off when it comes to comics. It's like, oh, yeah, when I'm about to get into a fight, I start stripping. Nobody wants to fight a naked guy,
1: so that's why they started taking off their shirts on Jerry Springer. Uh, well,
0: actually, that goes back to oh and now yep she's laughing crying drooling now so i don't know by that point i would have just let him in like because the the virus like if you can't rape somebody who's willing so he could have gone and joined molly with the entire uh bone saw <laughs> orgy
1: that's a hilarious thing though right you know, yeah. they're about to get into a fight they just start taking off clothes
0: well no it goes back it, it goes back to um, Greco the, the original Olympics where you wrestled naked the point of the matter is you don't want them to have anything to grab onto
1: I'm gonna grease up and we're gonna fight <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes no that you can there's been MMA fighters who've done that <laughs> so no it's like yeah uh yeah, I, I,
1: you know, I think
0: you were thinking the ladies man with Will Farrell,
1: no, I was thinking about Jay Springer,
0: uh well, yeah, but there's a you know uh when will Farrell is you know finally gets Tim Meadows and you know, oh, I'm so bear with me, I'm just oiling up. you want some of this oil? Oh, no man, I don't want to get any of that, and Tithy Amber Ambertheson you know is going you you're gonna want the oil, <laughs> <laughs> so. Alright, so yeah, so we um
1: this is like this is this movie
0: this 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 movie is like uh Lance Archer's song. Um Everybody Dies. <laughs> so uh yeah, so I mean it does leave you to wonder what's gonna happen, you know, was it only Tai Taipei? Was it Taiwan? Is it all over the world? You know, I mean, it's
1: what gonna, it is the unofficial sequel to Mayhem. Is that the Mayhem virus gets out? Yeah, like, but and... um,
0: Mayhem was not as twisted. <laughs> um, it wasn't as animalistic, which kind of defeats the I entire. Go well, yeah, but I'm just saying. But the the point of of that is like we didn't actually. Have the a there were never any real pandemics. We were always, we like, after you have the first breakout of the red eye virus in Mayhem, like, okay, this is going to be there
1: weren't any any real pandemics. Covid was that you're right, Covid was a hoax. (laughs) No, I didn't say, I didn't, I didn't say
0: pandemics weren't real. (laughs) No, I'm saying Mayhem's pandemics didn't end up being pandemics, (laughs) that was well controlled. But it does bring me back, you know, we did the um James Gunn podcast together and uh watching Mayhem, and it's like then you remember the Belco experiment if you've seen that. I don't think I've actually
1: sat down and watched that. I almost did a couple times.
0: Yeah, so that's that was the movie that actually got the wide release. Um that was a about, you know, office building killing everybody. That's more of a social experiment though not a not a virus so it explains the lack of humor which was kind of stupid like it's got some ridiculous violent scenes but it's not as over the top as the sadness so it's not any fun and uh which is sad when it's a James Gunn script like and and especially the cast has John C. Riley not John C. Riley I'm sorry <laughs> that would be a <laughs> that would be a really good you can't help but and love that movie if that happened uh, John C. McGinley. Um, you probably know him best as the old doc, the not the old old doctor, the middle aged doctor from Scrubs.
1: No, I hated Scrubs.
0: Okay, uh, have you seen Highlander two? Oh yes. Okay, he's the he's the business guy. Okay. Yeah. So yeah he's in it um and it's like he's usually pretty good in everything and i mean i have a soft spot for highlander too it's the first highlander i saw because the vh they didn't have a vhs copy of highlander in a you know 1996 uh video store
1: shame it doesn't qualify for
0: no highlander it's... 2 qualifies it doesn't. <laughs> there's there's got to be there's a version of the movie that qualifies like I want to do a Life Force podcast on this sometime because the American version is only an hour and a half. Now, the international version is close to two hours.
1: I almost watched that the other night.
0: Oh, love Life Force. It is. That is is a so bad, it's good movie. And I wouldn't even say it's so bad, it's good. It's just like, it doesn't know what it wants to be. So everything is so ridiculous. You can't help but marvel in it. I mean, space vampires, man. In London. <laughs> so, all right. So, yeah, I think um, you know, yeah, we don't do a lot of trivia work on this podcast. I know a lot of people love to do that. You know, oh, the behind-the-scenes stuff. It's like, uh, you know, I just want to make sure you, we all know about the movie. So, I mean, I had a ball. So, the more, like, this is... The Sadness is what The Exorcist was to Beetlejuice, if you remember that bit. Well, what are your qualifications? Oh, well, I uh, graduated from Harvard. I have lived through the uh, Black Plague and had a hell of a time. <laughs> I've seen The Exorcist thirty-seven, two 237 times, and it keeps getting funnier every time I watch it. So what do you think? You think I'm qualified?
1: <laughs> so...
0: This movie
1: is funnier every time I watch
0: it. Yes, because you notice like just how crazy it gets and it's kinda like you you, it's one of those movies where you realize, oh gosh, how further twisted it is. And I don't know if it's satire it's well, I guess the base is satire because we just came out of COVID when this movie came out. Um but yeah, it's uh
1: they built all the sets. I'm sorry i heard they built all the sets because it was illegal for them to shoot places
0: well there you go that's thank you um Uh i would think taipei i mean i thought you know taiwan uh to, well yeah i would not be surprised because you know that i'm watching you know i'll watch new japan wrestling and everybody's still wearing masks so yeah, um it would not surprise me again because it was in two released in night it released in twenty twenty one. I think it was late twenty twenty one, so it could have been shot during it, but I mean during twenty twenty one. But um yeah, I mean you couldn't get it'd be tough to make um in a strict country. Um you know, countries that actually give a shit about the virus. Uh so no, that would not surprise me. So, yeah, thank you, Greg. You just exposed the exposed the fact I should read the Wikipedia page before I go and do the podcast.
1: <laughs> uh, I listened to another podcast about this movie. Uh, okay, not long ago.
0: Oh, right. Now you're just totally saying, "Oh, Russ doesn't do his
1: homework." Uh, <laughs> but all right. So I don't either. I just I, I push carts and had time. Well,
0: no, I. No, I'm not saying I don't have the time. And I already
1: listened to said podcast, It just kind of happened like, oh, I just watched this movie.
0: Well, as you say, you you probably get more chances to listen to podcasts than I do. I get to, you know, um uh, most most. I mean, I'm dealing with customers all the time, so
1: Zach Amico's Midnight Spook Show. <laughs> <laughs> if you're into weird movies, what was that again? Zach Amico's Midnight Spook Show. If you're into okay, weird all
0: right. I mean if you're into um just fun conversations there's plenty of good podcasts out there that I've found uh, and thanks to those people for coming on the show like uh, George for the um uh, from not a strong start um a podcast about movies by filmmakers and then there's um uh booze babes and I'm oh, sorry you know i was able to pronounce it correctly every time i said it on that podcast i do with them but um booze boobs and blood uh out of cleveland they do a good show it's a long show because they like go through every scene of the movie step by step so an hour and a half turns into two and a half (laughs) and um yeah, rambling Ronnie. She does a little bit of everything. Her last episode was about the life of Brian, the Monty Python movie, but you know, uh, she'll do true crime and such. So a lot of good stuff out there. Um so uh anything you got to plug, Greg?
1: Uh no. I'm not really doing anything. No, don't worry. In the garage to try to do any kind of podcast on my own and quite frankly the fly bites from the last time are
0: oh yeah <laughs> no uh yeah i mean i i got my environment set up pretty well i suppose again i don't live with anything except two cats and uh, they make the calls honestly so i'm happy they let me do this um but you know otherwise um you know, if you want to hear more from Greg, there are some mud show episodes out there. So, uh, otherwise, um, you can find me on Twitter at Catbus bus, Russ. That's where I prefer to get all my hate sent to. Cause I'd rather you give me nothing but love with five star reviews and subscriptions on your favorite podcast apps. And I do reciprocate reviews. I do reciprocate those five stars. My username on Apple is the Scoops Daily, And, um, I'm also trying to get myself ready to, uh, to get myself a good presence on the Mastodon social network. Uh, you can find all my information on that if you go to my Twitter profile.
1: Well, uh, oh yeah, that's a killer band, dude. I'm into that band too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, Mastodon, I don't know why they called it Mastodon, but it's like basically the Linux of social networks, well-regulated, so no hateful douchebags are supposed to be able to do on it so the the opposite of truth social and probably what the the opposite of twitter so i'm ready for when we all tell elon musk to well you know i I just hope he regrets every moment he had to spend 44 billion dollars on twitter so uh, otherwise, uh, as they say, rate and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. So if you want to be on the show, send an email to rusthebus 7 at gmail.com. That's R-U-S-S-T-H-E-B-U-S-0-7 at gmail.com. And offer me a movie, a film, a director, a theme. Try to focus on sub 100-minute material, but I can make anything work. So, I mean, as I say, shouldn't have a Ghostbusters episode, but I figured a way to do it. So... We can make, as I say, I can make anything work. My Spaceballs episode is an excuse to talk about Star Wars. Let's just be upfront about that. Um, Otherwise, thanks, Stacia Harden, for uh, still being my inspiration. I hope I'm doing you proud down here. And, um, you know, keep keep an eye on everybody you touched in your life. And um, yeah, that's uh, all the formalities. Thank you very much for staying up late, Gregory. I know it might not actually be too late for you, but. Uh, it's great you
1: know, talk. I'll find this more uh, crazy Asian movies to watch.
0: <laughs> uh, there's a huge drop of Japanese movies on Shutter right now. Um, like
1: you it, the Killer qualify, I'm sorry for a while. the Killer.
0: I don't think it does, but I can find. I can find. I I love some Takashi Miike. I've got a lot of his uh, like I got a lot of his movies. Uh, Crow Zero. Um. Itchy the Killer Audition, um, Blade of the Immortal, uh Sukiyaki Western Django, his English language, Jap- all Japanese cast except for Tarantino, Western movie. Um <laughs> You know, they so... got
1: that anime on Shudder right now. I think it's still on there. Uh what is it? Blue Ah, it's about that idol and the the stalker.
0: Oh, perfect dark yes that that qualifies it's one of my it might be my favorite uh anime movie i mean satoshi uh satoshi khan most of his movies qualify Uh, i think paprika uh millennium actress i know tokyo godfathers does uh no he's he was he was a brilliant director gone too soon um yeah, perfect.
1: I mean, Who's a hell of a movie? I'm beginning to get around to rewatching that. Oh long yeah, long. perfect. Watching like, long. no,
0: I I tried. Mm-hmm. Like, I was in uh, England actually when that movie was like getting a getting its minimal releases. You know, trying to talk my mom to, you know, hey, let's go out to an England. You go to an anime movie. Probably wasn't gonna fly, but, <laughs> so yeah so uh thank you very much greg i mean we got a bunch of ideas thank you shutter so are you a monthly subscriber or a yearly subscriber
1: uh monthly uh
0: it's only so they they only charge you 56 six bucks a year so
1: you end I don't up think i have 56 bucks when i subscribe yeah
0: no i know that's how most people operate it's like I have credit card debt. That tells you how I operate. So
1: <laughs> <laughs> i credit card.
0: Well, uh, when you have a bankruptcy on your record, ironically, you have to go like, and it was because of credit card debt. Well, it was because of a junkies, uh, $200 a day heroin addiction that I just didn't want to see her suffer. Um, uh, yeah. that drove me to bankruptcy, but, um, You know, the ironic thing is, well, you have to build your credit back up. (sighs) Great. So I got to sign up for every credit card. And it's not like I'm not going to use them if I have them, which is. I
1: signed up for every credit card and I never get approved for any.
0: I couldn't tell you what's going on, man. I don't know enough about that. Uh, (laughs) So I'm not getting paid enough by those. (laughs) uh, Well, I'm not getting sponsored by any uh, credit. Services, so I'm not going to mention any names. <laughs> I I have recommendations, but it's not going to make it on air. <laughs> so, well, thank you very much, Greg, for coming on, and uh yeah, and I look forward to talk to you again because you know uh we got a lot of great feedback on the house episode. So inspired. Oh, really? Me. I thought yeah. that
1: was, uh, personally. I thought that was maybe our, our worst hour. I think <laughs> our best episode was Mad God
0: uh i think that 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 was a really good one uh got a lot of love for fritz the cat too so yeah
1: that was a good one
0: yeah so all right so we can definitely keep doing it man so that's the important thing so uh he you know as a, as he says on facebook he doesn't get he doesn't always drink but when he does
1: I uh, yeah i'm bothering this guy about movies so i do too i don't know, yeah. I to think of you when i watch a movie and I just kind of forgot. Like, oh shit! That was two hours.
0: Yeah, right. As I say, I can usually figure stuff out. I'll, I'll work on getting that uh, Mike equation broken. So I
1: just get excited when I watch things sometimes because uh, no. I don't. Very, I don't very often get the time to actually sit down and watch a movie. So oh, when yeah. I sit down and watch one, and when it's good, I get excited about it for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. No, that's yeah.
0: That's that's well that's honestly the best movie experience i guess that's why i should support people going to the movie theaters but i got myself in the twitter trouble for saying look i get what the roosters are saying about why they're not dis- uh, why they weren't upset that their movie only got a one week theatrical release and then you have to watch it on netflix and people got angry like you don't support the movies and like the cinema experience like the cinema experience is overrated Christopher Nolan can suck my left one <laughs> I don't um, know I think it
1: depends on the movie that's what I'm saying like, like big block, blockbusters like it, it's fine but for like say clerks I think it, you're fine watching clerks at home don't, oh, no
0: no if, if you're not a if you're not a great director not to say Kevin Smith isn't a great director but he doesn't he directs to his scripts so He's not a he doesn't he's not a wide director and Tarantino wasn't a wide director till Kill Bill so, like
1: I think Kevin Smith's an underrated director. Oh, I no, think I think himself. I he like Red State I think is a very underrated movie. I think one of the most underrated movies.
0: No, no, Red State might be one of his best directed movies. I'm just saying like how he how his stories he doesn't require a lot of tricky direction.
1: Yeah and uh that being said his comic books are wordy as shit dude that i green arrow run recently and like man i wish this dude would just stop talking everybody (laughs) has a joke everybody has a little quip and it's like just stop well that's
0: but that's what kevin smith is founded on his dialogue like um like that was the entire like his dialogue is what people go to see and um
1: daredevil run wasn't like that though his daredevil run was pretty dope
0: well you know sometimes you got to do it right first and then you worry then you get the you know then you get the freedom and then you screw everything up (laughs) so all right well again let's uh you know put a bow on this one thank you very much for coming back greg and we will come up with some more French fried grease gold next time. Can kind I of
1: hear a wahoo? I found my microphones and whatnot. Oh, all right. Kind of a different setup. We got the Christmas tree up already and it kind of crowds my usual spot.
0: Okay. Yeah, again. My cats don't, I don't know if like cats know it's
1: Christmas after all.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, they're mostly. Stay in the basement. Ah. One stays outside.
0: Right. Yeah, there's always one. Um, it was my uh great grandfather who um like I don't know how many cats they actually had, but they had to have a cat every Christmas just so they'd have some cat to beat up on the ornaments. That was his philosophy. It's not Christmas if so you don't have a cat beating up ornaments. So <laughs>
1: I told her if we brought the kitten up here, the kitten would probably just sleep in the tree. I had a cat that used to do that.
0: Mm. Well, let's see. I mean, I did have a tree. I mean, it was a small tree, can't be more than uh, three feet high. With the uh, ex-girlfriend, I can't say the cats ever really gave a crap about that. <laughs> so, oh, uh, so that's um, yeah. I'm not a very Christmassy person, I guess. Uh, you know. Atheist, I? But the yeah. baby the tree. Oh yeah, no, it's about the kids. So again, hence why I'm not a very Christmassy person, I suppose. Righty, so.
1: Long live Flash! You've saved your life. Have a nice day.